And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's Tricky and Katie, Katie, Naked Lady. Woo! I wish Stouts was back. Me too. Fuck you, Stout. You make me do this by myself, a Katie. Every week. I have to carry the fucking show like I'm Shawn Michaels against um, Hulk Hogan. Ew. I don't want to be Hulk Hogan. I'm Sean, so. Sucks, sucks for you. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? Not be Hulk Hogan. Alright. Fine. It's like Shawn Michaels. Guys, stop licking the floor! Fucking idiot. Dog's an idiot. <laughs> he's your dog. Yeah, he's just, I can just hear him over here just going. <laughs> They're so annoying. Do you, you have the most two most annoying needy dogs ever? I guess I should say we. Lay down, both of you. Go lay down. Go lay down. They're not going to lay down, Katie. This is very annoying. Just ignore them. All right, now we that now we got that under control. All right, welcome to Offended, uh, episode one thirty. Really? Don't act like you actually know. I don't know. You don't actually know. I don't know. Um, today we're going to talk about a um, couple things here and there. Uh, hockey possibly phases three and four seem like they're getting finalized finally. So funny. Like they were the ones ahead of everybody else. Now they fell behind everybody else. It's like, God damn it. Leave the hockey. To but, fall behind? Yeah. But we'll get to it. They've actually made some huge progress for long term stuff so it's actually like turned out to be like a a win a win for hockey yeah we'll get to that uh new radio station came out on xm which we'll talk about listen to it all day and yesterday and uh we'll have night one fighter fest review and uh yeah i think that's about that wraps it up yeah that's our topics for today uh let's get into songs of the week you can go check out our playlist exclusively on spotify at offender presents songs of the week you want to start it off? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my first song is Summer Feelings by Lennon Stala and Charlie Puth. 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 Yeah, it's off the Scooby-Doo soundtrack. Yeah. It's yeah. a good song. Did I pick that a few weeks ago? No, I did not. Nope, I checked. Wow, look at you. Yeah, everything's updated, too, so. So, it's it's mm-hmm. it's on me if it's, if it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I have six songs. I think that might be my new thing now. Just so you should six just songs. you should just go first then, Dum Dum. Oh well, of having to go uh, twice. my first two songs are first one uh, confirmation SSBD by the Western Men. Uh, by the Western Men, uh, it's just a great song. It's an indie band uh, that's I think this is off their debut album. They're really good, really chill. Uh, they actually put this song out as a single like a few months ago, but that's completely different on their album. I mean, it's a lot better on their album. I guess it wasn't finished yet. No. Now it sounds finished, and it's really good. Or maybe really they good. just didn't get good feedback from maybe, it. Maybe, but it's really... I, the album version blows the single version, like, away. Oh. So I like it. Um, And my second song is from the Clueless soundtrack, because I just watched Clueless, like, twice the other day. Twice you did it? I watched it once the night before, and I, like, rewatched it the next day, because I think I fell asleep the night before, and I just restarted it. It's great. I love Clueless. I think that's if that's classified as a chick flick. It's my favorite chick flick. 
I don't even know the last time I watched Clueless. The soundtrack, I've come to the conclusion that is one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. And the song I'm picking off of it is Changed by the Lightning Seeds. Um, I don't know if you ever heard this song, Kate. I'm going to play like a little clip for you. Um, Because it's fantastic. I mean, like when I heard the song, I'm like, God, I haven't heard the song forever. This soundtrack is just such a 90s soundtrack that just has everything on it. Like, it's so good. It like, goes from there to, like, kind of a poppy music to back to alternative to, like, Mighty Mighty Boston's, like, are on it. Like, to ska. Like, it's just all over. Like, it's just... If you want a soundtrack that just has 90 songs on it, that are great 90 songs, check out the Clueless soundtrack. Clueless is, is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd watch it again. You want to watch Clueless for a third time yeah, this month? I will, because I like that movie. Okay. Mr. Paul Rudd's in it. I do like Mr. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second song is also off the Scooby-Doo album is I Fly by Galantis. Yeah, that's a great... I almost picked that song last week, actually. It's yeah, a great song. It's a good song. It's a really good song. Scoob soundtrack. It's Scoob. Scoob. It's not Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, Scoobs. Whatever. I didn't watch a movie. I heard mixed reviews, so... Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Max now. Maybe I should give it a try. Maybe. You like Scooby-Doo. What, Roshaggy? I love Scooby-Doo. Uh, my next song is by this band. I don't know if you ever heard of them. It's called Nirvana. Um, it's band Nirvana. I think we both picked the same song. What song? I have uh, Sliver. Sliver. Oh, no. Okay. I always call it Silver, but it's Sliver. I love this song off the Live and Loud uh, album. And it's obviously it's live. It's just a song. We were just jamming to it on the way home from uh, social and sports the other night. New bar in St. Louis. Pretty cool. Um, and the lyrics are just him, like, just screaming, just, Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. So I'm driving everybody, like, back, like, to the house. And Rick's like, are they singing Grandma, take me home? I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's fucking grunge, man. It is fucking grunge. He's like, who is this? I'm like, it's fucking Nirvana. He's How does like, he not oh, know who is. that is? It's not like a really popular Nirvana song. Uh, but you wouldn't be able to tell it's Nirvana, though. They're pretty... Right. They'd be like, who is this? Oh, it's Metallica. Or who is this? This is um, The Killers. Like, uh, Maybe it wasn't Rick that said. Somebody in the car, though, was like, who is this? And I'm like, Nirvana. And they're like, what? This is Nirvana? Nirvana sounds like Nirvana. Yeah. Or like Smashing Pumpkins. Like, you know it's fucking Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Well, my second, my third song is also Nirvana off of the Live and Loud album is Serve the Servants. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We must have been on the same, like, wavelength. Yeah. Or you could be like, I don't know if talk about wavelengths. Look at this today. I forgot to show you this. Uh, So today, driving in the car, and I see this new shirt that AEW put out. And this is the new shirt. It says, this is the worst year I ever lived in. Oh, my God. I kind (laughs) of want that shirt. (laughs) It's hilarious. That's so funny. Jim and I literally sent it at the same exact time. We weren't even... 10.32 a.m. We, we weren't even talking to each other. We just sent that to each other, and Jim just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are, what are the odds? He's like, dude, 
I was like, why the fuck is my phone? This is from Jimmy. He's like, why the fuck is my phone telling me I sent Todd a message? Then I was like, no fucking way that that just happened at the same exact time. Like down to the millisecond. Jinx, you owe me a shirt. <laughs> you guys should each get each other the shirt. For well, I like... said, I already got you one. It's that Joey Janela shirt. And you said, that's a fucking cum rag of a shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of 2020 sucking, I just showed you something that's a uh, that phrase that hindsight is 2020 and someone was like what if what if we all misunderstood hindsight is 2020 to you know it was like invented by a time traveler who came <laughs> to the future and started saying hindsight is 2020 referring to the year 2020 not 2020 vision and i think it might be actually accurate same nothing surprises me anymore ufos are real so welcome to 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh is it my turn yep um, uh, i think no, it's your turn. Is it? Yeah, I just said Nirvana. Okay. Uh, my uh, fourth song. My fourth song this week is the Killers' new song called My Own Soul's Warning. It's a good song. It's just the fucking Killers. I picked that too. All right. Stealing my shit. I picked that too. <laughs> All right. Well, that will be your next song, so I'll just go again. But No, I have one more. So maybe I was supposed to go again. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but anyway, it's the Killers. It's basically, it just sounds like an old Killer song. Like it's it like does. it sounds like it's something off Hot Fuzz, or actually, no, actually, it sounds like something off of their second album, Sam's Town. That's what it sounds like. I don't know any other songs off that off the top of, of my Sam's head. Town. Yeah, I can't think of like what's on Bones. Album. Come with me. Oh yeah, and then Spaceman mm-hmm. and uh, When You Were Young. Yeah, I like when you were young, but mm-hmm. not as much as I like some of their other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, my last song is "Hurry Home" by No Rome and J Som, and then Biba Doobie. Biba Doobie, yeah, yeah, she was supposed to open for the 1975 here yeah. in St. Louis. I just like saying her name. Mm-hmm. Her and I think Phoebe Bridges was the also the other person that was supposed to perform live. Who performed in with the 1975? Performed, it was a woman. But Phoebe, hold on, I was gonna say Phoebe Bridges is in that song that you like with the 1975. God bless America, 2005. Yes. Uh, or Jesus Christ. Yeah. God yep. bless America, 2005. Yep. The one about being gay. Yeah. But being religious. That's her. Yeah. And all of, if you like that song, you should actually check out her album because her album just kind of sounds like that song. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? Who opened? Yeah, when we went to see him in Kansas City. It was. It was a woman. Yeah, it was a band. Um, it was a band that I liked, too. She was like a punk rocker. It wasn't she? a solo artist. The, her, um, oh, what's the band called? It was No Rome and, um, Oh, it's gonna bug me because I really like that band. I haven't listened. Loudspeak. They sing loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. In my loudspeaker. Uh, who sings that song? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Muna, Muna. That's how you pronounce it. Muna. 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 Yeah. They're really good too. All right. So my turn. Yep. My next two. Do you have? Was that your last song? Yeah, that was my last one. All right, my last two songs. Uh, How do we get so fucked up on that? Because we had one of the same, and I have six songs. Um, one of my last two, Bagsby's Not in Net by the 1975 off their new album. And my song of the week, because it is the 4th of July this weekend, my song of the week is Bullet the Blue Sky by U2. 
It's one of their best songs ever made off of one of the greatest albums ever made. Probably the greatest album ever made. Between Joshua Tree or Acton Baby, those are the two probably greatest albums ever made. But Bullet the Blue Sky is really kind of like a song where he's kind of rip at the time ripping on Ronald Reagan. Like, you can see those dollar bills slapping them down. 100, 200. And I can see those fighter planes, like talking about going to war mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, one of the lyrics at the end of the song, if I can find it real quick, that's how I want to read it right. Um, of course, it's not coming up. What the fuck? Yeah, hold on. See, this guy comes up to me, his face red like a rose on a thorn bush, like all the colors of a royal flush. He's peeling off those dollar bills, slapping them down, 100, 200, and I can see those fire planes. Through the valleys and the quiet city streets, we take the staircase to the first floor, take the key and slowly unlock the door. A man breathes into the saxophone through the walls. He hears the city groan. Outside, it's America. Outside, it's America. America. But in recent times, Bono has since changed the lyrics to the end of that song. In recent concerts, in recent concerts he has said, suit and tie comes up to me, face orange like a rose on a thorn bush, skin thin as an orange crush peeling off those dollar bills 100 200. It's ripping, mm. on, ripping on Trump. Mm. I love mm. Bono. So do I. So, bullet the blue sky. Happy Fourth of July! Fuck America! Thank you. It's actually well. It's kind of funny because like it's he condemns like the foreign policies that the United States passed at the time, and it's like they're still relevant. It's like this is one of those songs like Joshua Tree. That album is like about American culture, like in a way. And this is where Bono like is open about how he fell in love with America and about the, chasing the American dream and like all this stuff. The ideals, the the, the ideology of yeah. like. The, pos- the positive ones right. that exist around America. And that one's more... That's probably their most political song. Like, they probably... Then they're a political band. Like, that song and Sunday Bloody Sunday are probably their two most political songs. And um, it's so funny. Like, I think the last time I saw them live, not the one we were at, the Joshua Tree mm-hmm. Tour, when he was singing Josh, like, at the start... or No, it was, like, in the middle of the album. He's like, it's so crazy to me how relevant this album is again like, right and how like it's just like it's just crazy like we wrote this in the 80s and now in 2000 what was i think it was 2017 or 18 they were like and now here we are and it's still fucking relevant it lost its relevancy a few like a decade which ago. was probably a good thing yeah and now we're back and it's like that's what he was saying it's like it's kind of weird now it's relevant again I mean, history repeats itself. Like, I believe the world kind of goes in cycles. And that's how that's how things are generally. You know, things are bad and then they're good again. Mm-hmm. And then they're mediocre and then they're bad. You know, it's... Nothing's ever stagnant or on right. a linear... Right. And, um, yeah. But Bold Blue Sky, it's my song of the week. It is the song of the week. So I'm going to play a special live version from the live... From Slain Castle. It was from the two... It's like, I think it was... 2001 I think is when they were in Slang Castle is one of the greatest live shows U2 has ever done in my opinion 
and this is the best version of Bullet the Blue Sky you will ever hear. So I highly recommend you stick around to the end of the episode to hear it in its entirety. It's a seven minutes long. It's fucking awesome. They just rock your fucking face off for seven minutes. Like, this is the song where they are a fucking rock band. Like, it's awesome. And that was their songs of the week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify. The Defender presents songs of the week. Transitioning into our first topic since it's U2. U2 has a brand new channel on SiriusXM called U2X Radio. It's fucking awesome. Oh, we've been listening to it, what, the last, like, 48 hours, basically? Yes. Um, basically, 24 bo- hours? Did it yeah. come out yesterday? Came out yesterday, yeah. yeah. 24 it started, hours? It launched yesterday at 2 p.m., and that launch was awesome. We were ready. We were here for the countdown. Yeah. That was cool. They did like a little count, like a 10, 9. They did a whole countdown right into Jimi Hendrix, Star Spangled Banner, into Bullet the Blue Sky, which was just a fucking kick-ass way to go into like this new channel. And um, basically Bono and The Edge also have two podcasts that are like exclusively on it, which is on demand on the app. Wow, so, like, so you, you can, can listen to, you can like choose what podcast you want to listen to? Yeah. It's fucking nice. sweet. Uh, they do a show where celebrities will come on once a week. Celebrities will come on and pick their favorite U2 songs and do like a playlist for you of like their like top 10, I think, songs. Uh, this week it's Matthew McConaughey. And I think his second song he picked was Bad. And Greg texts me, he's like, second song is bad. Matthew McConaughey is all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's no secret here on Offended. U2 is my favorite band. Aside them in the nineteen seventy five are my two favorite bands. But U two is obviously number one. Um I get it. U two's number one. Play on words, tricky. I just like bands with numbers in them, Katie. Shut the fuck up. Um But this is something like I've been waiting for. Like Greg has said. I'm surprised it has it it took until twenty twenty for it to happen. I know. I know. Like that's this is something me and Greg have talked about for years, that how is there not a U2 station on Sirius XM? There's the Beatles. Pearl Jam has their own station. Uh, Fish has their own fucking station, which is like, I always forget how big Fish really is. Like, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Like, jam band-wise, they're the U2 of jam bands. Yeah. Like, um, Grateful Dead have their own station. Elvis has his own station. Like, all these huge bands. I'm just like, how does U2 not? I don't get it. It finally, finally happened, and it's so cool. Bono's first show, he had Chris Rock on. That was so fun, like, that conversation. Was a good, that was a good, um, it, it was a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to The Edge's, uh, The Edge's show is cool as shit. Uh, so it's basically just a podcast he had on David, David Boone. He had David Boone on today. Do you think he's going to do all musicians? Why did you, why did your mic just go quiet? Hello? Check. Your mic is, uh, not on. Hold on. Yeah, your mic just disappeared. Whoa. Hold on. Time out. Okay. So we got your mic fixed. Woo. Well, anyway, what were you going to ask? I said that the edge had on David Boyne. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know why I say David Boyne like that? Yeah. Because of the, the kids special. Yeah. John Mulaney and the yeah, Sack Launch Bunch. David talk Byrne right. of the Talking Heads was on the Edge show today. And it was just, well, before you ask a question, I just want to say how cool it was because the whole show was them 
talking about different styles of music while describing like their music styles they would talk about one song in particular and then play that song and then go back into the interview and like talk about other styles again and then talk about one specific song again and then play that song and then they would that's how the whole show was it was so cool so that's that actually leads into my question my thoughts are with um the edge because he is so musically talented like that is his jam Mm -hmm. like bono is a talker and likes to talk you know what i feel like bono is more of a jack of all trades but but the edge is like the music guy Mm -hmm. like i wonder is he just gonna focus primarily on really good musicians and hear their thoughts behind their musical thinking while bono will get like anybody on yeah like chris rock yeah i think that's what it's gonna be for sure because that'd be a very interesting podcast that someone either if you appreciate music even a little bit would Mm -hmm. would be able to oh yeah like any like for real like you two get shit on i think for weird reasons and like bullshit reasons in my opinion um because they're literally they're literally one of the few bands in the world that uses their celebrity for good like and consistently consistently Mm -hmm. have done it and for what 30 years now yeah and people don't like bono because he's like oh you know he talks like this he's very slow with his words and you know he's uh, he's lot he's very much more intelligent than half the people that make fun of him anyways so um but it's like if you listen to the edge of show i think any like you said i think anybody would like it if you like music you like i would highly 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 recommend listening to the edges show just to hear them talk about music and like the different styles of music because it was so that was my favorite so far is the edges show like i'm like i want more episodes of the edges show like now well and that's just an interesting podcast that's an interesting way to discuss (laughs) to you know because there's topics of podcasts you know about wrestling like this one is kind of about wrestling kind of about music kind of about current events you know and there's thousands millions of other podcasts out there like that like how many podcasts are successful artists talking with other successful artists Mm -hmm. about their craft it was so like i think that's so unique and it was cool too they played a live so david byrne when he was on saturday night live this last time with john mulaney Mm -hmm. remember his performances that he did oh my god those were so interesting to watch so those are from his broadway show David Burns on Broadway right, doing that. Right. One of the major performances that he's been doing for the last like few years were sticking up for black lives and like all the people that like they do this whole thing and like they get like into a beat and it's like uh, Eric Gardner say his name. Eric Gardner say his name like playing it and they say like all, all these the, different names. The victims from Yeah, and they played it today. I'm like this is fucking cool. And then they go back, and the edge is like, unfortunately, you can add a few more names to that list now. And it's just like how like crazy it is that you were doing that four years ago, mm-hmm. and now it's like four years later, it's now it's probably going to be the biggest thing in your show now. And he's like, oh, he's like, for sure. He's like, for like David Byrne was like, we kind of did it because like we didn't have anything else to do, and I'm a big supporter of this, so it's like let's do that and Let's now use our platform and for... now it's like now it's like now i can never take out the show like now i will never be able to take this out of the show because it's too important now like it's like it's too important and it's just like that's insane like i didn't you know that he like you didn't hear anything about that when he was doing that Mm-mm. like nothing no 
now you will. But, like, it's just, like, it's insane. He's been doing it for four fucking years. You didn't hear a fucking thing about it. Well, good for him for... David Byrne's awesome. David yeah. Byrne is awesome. I said that when we watched the John Mulaney special. I'm like, David Byrne seems like a fucking cool dude. Well, and even the performances on SNL mm-hmm. that you say came from the Broadway. Like, I would love to go see him on Broadway because As the, days the, go by. the movement, the way it was coordinated and choreographed and everything mm-hmm. is so unique to anything I've ever seen before, ever. Because they incorporated their voices and their instruments along with movement that it, you weren't watching the movement for the movement like you'd go mm-hmm. to like a ballet to watch the ballet, but it, the movement accented the music. Right. You know what I mean? It, it was a your audio enjoyment was upped because you were watching something right. that compl- physically complemented the music. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, and it was so funny during listening to the the interview. Um, the edge was like, do you ever wonder like, how did we get here? And I'm just like, I'm like, edge, did you say those words on purpose? Like, did you ask that question on purpose? Just because the talking heads, like biggest song was like, do you ever wonder how did I get here? As the (laughs) days go by, they go water and hold me down. Dogs go lay down. Yeah. You go. Bye. Okay. We really have angel dogs. There are good Tricky dogs. just they has just, a short fuse. I just have a short fuse because you'll just be like the other night, just want to watch TV and let us walk and stand right in front of the TV and just stare at you. And they won't move. They just become statues all of a sudden. It's like gargoyles. Um, They're as big as gargoyles. They are. Uh, I, was, I had something else to say about David Byrne. Have you ever wondered how we got here? Now, they played a song by him today, well, his like solo album. I wish I could remember what it was because it was so fucking good. Like, David Byrne. Now David Byrne is now added to, like, my bucket list of people I want to see live. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, seriously, if we go to New York in the next couple years. Oh, I mean, Broadway's, I would... Broadway's not opening up until January 2021. Right. Well, nothing is. It seems like all AEW's shows are even getting postponed till 2021. Really? Yeah. Should we cancel our hotel? Our um, hotel? They're doing it month by, month by month. We'll find out. Within 20 days. We got, we got a hodl for a... A what? A hodl. A hodl? Yeah. For a hold all on. in, all out. All out. All in's a Ring of Honor show, Katie. Um, so one thing I'll always... If I ever see Cody... If I ever like became friends with Cody, that's one thing I'll be like, so it's your show, huh? Just smile at him. That's all I'll say. So it was your show, hey? Why don't you own it? I wonder what JCD would say if you ever saw Cody. I don't even want to know. I don't even want JCD, to know. JCD, that's a question. If you're listening to this, I'd like to know the answer to that. I, I don't even want to know. But speaking of JCD, um, his new show, Kicking a Classic with JCD, if you're an old school wrestling fan, by the way, show, he does such a phenomenal job. Like, I cannot praise him enough. I had, like, had so much fun listening to that show. Listening to the first episode that came out. And he's the perfect person for a show like that because he can describe, like, everything perfectly. So, like, what makes him different than the other, like, wrestling shows that maybe go over older what older years there's not many that go over older stuff there's not many around but like what makes his his dives his dives into like kind of the more the fucked up side of things and like why this one was kind of like he dives into like the behind the scenes like stories of like back in the day and the first one was about the great american bash from like i forget what year i think it was 91 92 i think it was i think it's when flair jumped ship to wwe Uh at the time and it's all about 
how WCW fucked up like that whole like thing and said they could have made it like a big thing. And then off TV at a house show, they stripped Ric Flair the WCW title or the the NWA big gold belt title because they didn't want him getting any love. Yeah, it's just like you guys could have like why you, like so the next time they're on TV, it's like we have no champion. It's like what happened? Because this is before the internet. This is before like everything like went down. Got leaked. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool. JCD does a great job of like explaining everything in detail of like what went on he plays like little clips of like promos from like those like pay-per-views and oh, stuff cool. it's cool so yeah definitely go check out uh kicking a classic jcd very good show um but anyway u2x radio anything you want to say about it like final thoughts on it i don't think it's gonna get old because i think no, it's i don't think so either good variety with well one u2 has such a large and they're unique library of shit to pull from mm-hmm that they've got so many songs and so many live versions and all this stuff that I like the idea of the podcast and I like to, I like the celebrities making their playlists and I like the songs that inspired Bono and U2 and stuff Mm -hmm. is also on there. So I think it's a huge library to pull from. So I think it's going to take a while before it actually, you know, starts getting old to listen to. Right. Um, and it's just so cool, too, because you're like, I told you, like, they're going to be playing shows that, like, aren't available to, like, download or stream right now. And I've heard, like, I've heard probably 20 songs now that, like, I've never heard the, that version of it before. Like, I've heard them live, don't get me wrong, but I've never heard, like, that recording before. Right. And it's just, like, it's so fucking cool. Like, if you're a fan of U2. Um, or just maybe live music. Yeah, I mean... It, but I mean, if you're a fan of you too, like I highly recommend getting Sirius XM. It's only eight dollars a month, and you get if you do the app, they have a special offer right now. It's four months for free, the first four months, and it's just I think it's so worth it. And like, so you get to try it out for four months. If you don't like it after those four months in November, just fucking cancel it. Like, you make that sound so easy. Yeah, canceling Sirius <laughs> XM is a pain in the ass. But I don't see myself canceling right now, just because this is something I've always wanted. Like, I finally get it. It's like a 24-7, like, YouTube channel. It's fucking awesome. It is cool. Like, I don't know. Like, at the night, I wish, like, the only other band I wish they could do that is the 1975, but they don't have a large enough catalog to even do that. No, they're like, not there yet. Give no. them another f- 10 years, maybe? Five years? No, probably 15, 20, honestly. Think about how long YouTube's uh, been around okay, for. Okay, but think of... Okay, I get that, but the amount of music that the 1975 already has out, and they've only have, what, four albums? Yes. Like, they have they have... When you and Jim did your top 20 1975 songs, that's Which not we got to redo. Yeah, you're going to have to... But I think you should, like, limit it to top five or something. Got to pick five. Oh. We dedicated the entire episode to that. So, like, we didn't do anything else for that episode. So, that that's why we have to keep it at 20. I did 40. I know. Well, actually, I think Jim did 42. We just sped sped through the first 20. Yeah, you got... But I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's not even... Fuck, I got to redo all that now. God damn it. So much fucking work. It's, I actually love doing that. It. It's so much fun. <laughs> Stretch. All right. Uh, Garth, you have anything to say? Boop. <laughs> you, could hear, you can hear him breathing into it. <laughs> all right. All right. Go lay down. All right. Uh, before we continue on with the rest of the show... Uh, Go listen to U2X Radio, number one, just because it's fucking incredible. Uh, and uh, make sure to go check out our, our buddies, our pals, our amigos, our brothers, our good brothers over at the Anything But Credible uh, podcast. 
You can find them on the Anthem Incredible Network. <laughs> Duh, certain network, you idiots. But anyway, thank uh, here's a quick word from the Anything But Credible podcast. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. All right, all right, all right. Um, the NHL phase three and four seem to be happening. Um, I think they're kind of taking their time a little too too long here. I think that's taking a little too long here. Um, um, like other sports, like baseball, and even though baseball was a fucking clusterfuck, I was say, didn't baseball, baseball was a huge up? clusterfuck. Um, basketball got their shit i mean basketball was just like we're back bam like we're here uh hockey did a great job i think of hyping everything up but now they had to deal the format of how they're gonna deal with like where they're gonna play and blah blah blah. and now it seems like they've come to the conclusion that those two cities are gonna be uh fuck um i had it i keep getting them confused uh i think it's edmonton and toronto will be the nhl hub cities that will uh have where the teams are playing uh and it is is that correct yep toronto and edmonton is that what i said yes yeah toronto and edmonton will be the two hub cities for the return to play edmonton and yeah they're both in canada okay um i think it's very smart of the nhl to go to canada because canada seems to have their covid shit under control so what I think the NHL needs to do, though, is announce this like now. Get all the players in Canada now, quarantine them for 14 days, so make sure that like they're good. It's really, you know, and happy. then start training camp. That's what I think they should do. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, listen to Chicklets today, and Whitney's skeptical about it. And it's, so he's skeptical about it even working. Why? He just thinks like. So what happens if these like couple players get it? Like, are they gonna have to shut down the whole thing? Like, are they gonna be uh, how many players? Uh, say, if three players from one team get it, so now those player, now that team loses three players, where are the other players gonna come from? Well, hopefully they just don't get it. Right. Um. Like, I, that's what the NHL is banking on. Um. But the thing that people here, let me say this real quick too. Fans need to shut the fuck up right now, number one. Bitching about where the hub cities are going to be. Like, people like in St. Louis are being like, oh, I hope it's not in Chicago. Oh, I hope it's not in Chicago or, like, Illinois. I hope it's not there. It's like, who gives a flying fuck where these games are played? Because, number one, and the only reason, 
you can't go to the fucking game anyways. So what's the fucking difference if the game is in Chicago, New York, St. Louis, in my asshole? Who gives a shit where it's at? Like, for real. If you can't attend the game, why why is it this much, why is it this big of a deal? That's, I will never understand that. Why people are throwing such conniption fits over that. The only reason I could understand is, like, maybe loss of money or jobs, but at the same there's, time... There's not going to be, like... Right. This is not like a big operation where a, a huge amount of money is right. going to be poured into a city kind of right. thing. And props to the NHL. They said that any player can opt out if they want. They don't have to play. Like, they're not going to force any player to play. Like, but they did say, like, if you don't play, you're not going to get paid, obviously. Like, right, but you're not going to get, like, kicked off your team right. or something. There's, like, you know, if you're uncomfortable with coming in, you don't have to play. Like, I think that's cool. I think that's mm-hmm. really smart of them to do that. Uh what the biggest win in this situation going on right now is they have done so much work that normally takes months to even years to figure out within the last four weeks, the NHL has figured out a new CBA deals, which means that there's not going to be a lockout anytime soon, like for the next like six or seven years until they don't have to renegotiate again, which is huge because people thought there was potentially going to be another lockout this year, next year, right? Not uh, after next season is when they thought mm. there would, might have been another lockout, but now we don't have to worry about that. Uh, the NHL players will probably be returning to the Olympics uh, for the next two Olympics, oh, wow. which is huge. Because um, USA sucks so bad. <laughs> no, there was just no there was no interest in Olympic hockey the last time it was around because there was no NHL players in it. Right, but that's that's what I mean because well, Russia like killed us and Russia killed everybody, but. It wasn't even that. It was the f- that was that was never the issue. The issue was the owners of these NHL teams didn't want their players getting hurt in a le- in a right. tournament that right. was happening like out of their like way. Which I understand. I do understand that like thought process because that would suck if you're the owner of a team. You spend all this money on say Vladimir Tarasenko and he gets hurt in the fucking Olympics. That sucks. And you lose him for the rest of the year. Like that would suck. I get that. But the players like really want to play. Like right. that was like one of their major. That was like one of the major things that was going to determine a lockout is if they could go play in the Olympics or not. They were going to hold out until they got that deal done, and it seems like they got the deal done. So I have to applaud the NHL and the NHLPA on this just because they have gotten so much work done that has taken them, in previous years, it would take them two years to figure out. And they've got it done in four weeks. Need a little pressure from. (laughs) They just got it done in four weeks. I think they were just like, you want to know what I think it is? I think that they were so fucking bored because of COVID that they're just like, you know what? Let's just figure it out. Let's just get it all done. Let's figure everything out. Now they're set up for fucking years. Like that's That's really nice. That's so smart. And like the thing is, like again, we need they need hockey back right now so they can make some money from TV deals. Like. The NHL lost a significant amount of money not finishing out the season. Right. Same with the NBA and even baseball. It's like it's too much money involved for them not to come back to play. That's why I think the NHL will come back to play. But it seems like hopefully tomorrow they make the announcement that uh, Edmonton and Toronto are official. Everywhere has been reporting that it is official, but they're still finalizing the last bit of deals they like going on. officially signed all the documents. Right. Know. So that needs to be officially done. I uh, think a lot of people thought it was going to happen yesterday. It didn't happen. So I, any day now, any minute, fuck, by the time we're done recording this episode, we could get an announcement. Right. So, like, we'll see. I mean, fuck, by the time this comes out tomorrow, this part of the segment might even be fucking dumb now because you got the answer. Sorry. But 
I just think it's a huge win for the NHL. They did a great job. Um, no lockouts coming. The players are back in the Olympics. Like, this is just fucking massive. And it's the smartest thing ever to put the hub cities in Canada. It is the smartest thing ever. At this time, because America's been kind of stupid Right, about I wouldn't want to fucking play here. Yeah. And Vegas fucking, they had it. Vegas had it. And then they just fucking, they, wow. all those restrictions that they just put out in Arizona and all that shit, they're like, well, the NHL's like, fuck that, we're out. So they went. Well, Arizona is really struggling right now. So it was going to be Toronto and Vegas. And then the NHL's like, saw all that shit going on. And they're like, we're out. We're going to Canada. Well, Which is smart, too, because it's, I mean, it's fucking Canada's game. So why not go play in Canada? Right. Well, and if Canada's got their. Restrict- Canada Day. They've got their. Uh- covid under control like it makes it a a lower risk for a a player contracting it from just like going to the grocery store or going you know right doing normal daily things if if everybody else is low risk up there so right um see i'm gonna see if Uh, yeah, but, uh, Nevada had, like, a shitload of cases, so it was like, well, we're out there. Um, the NHL has not released any dates for when the season could start, but Phase 3 of Return to Play plan, which would see the start of training camps, is scheduled to begin on July 10th. So that's huge. So that means training camps are only supposed to last two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. So right after that, you're seeing the start of the playoffs probably start at the last week of july first week of august when we're in florida baby great god i hate <laughs> I was florida just, and hockey i was just oh it's my favorite that's like literally no there's literally so you haven't been coming you haven't been coming enough that's what she said uh but but in florida like watching the stanley cup final was always like a big thing like to do in florida with my family that's a that's like a tradition of the rick family is to watch the stanley cup finals in florida or watch some sort of playoff hockey in florida Playoff hockey, I guess, is fine. Last year, because it was the Stanley Cup. Well, because the Blues were in it. Right. It was miserable with you and your family. Well, it's anxiety. Yes, I know. But everybody was either, it was like, (laughs) it was like, everybody was either like on on cloud nine and super fucking happy and super excited and great and this is awesome, or it was just... well crabby ass people all fucking day because you were so fucking on the stressed day of out. the games on the day of the games i feel like everybody in my family were like crabby and like, that was like anxiety. three fucking days but we got lucky we honestly got lucky and we saw winners when we were in florida i think there was one loser we saw no it was we were at the game oh, okay no we won every game that we were there in florida so Florida may be a good luck term. Yeah. Well, all I know is when we were, we had it set up on like a projector outside and I went and sat down and I couldn't see where I was because little kids were having a dance party in front of me and I got up to move and then I was forced to go back to that seat because that's where I chose to sit at the beginning of the game. Uh, I, I, I couldn't sit down. I had to stand up the whole game. I know, but I'm Both just saying, games. I'm saying I had an assigned seat because of your family. Yeah. Superstitions. Yeah. But you guys don't believe in superstitions. It worked. I believe in superstitions. I'm, I'm, I am superstitious. I've said that forever. You're, you're Hockey players are superstitious. Tunkle, who told me to go sit down, says he doesn't have any superstitions, but he also made me go sit the fuck Oh, he's the down. worst. He laughs about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have any superstitions. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got Mountain Dew at the second period during the 2001 Stanley Cup playoffs. You had to go get a Mountain Dew, medium Mountain Dew, at the start of the second period, every second period. 
because we went to the Western Conference Finals that year. He's like, yo, it didn't work. So superstitions are fucking stupid. Don't sit there, though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, hockey players are the funniest when it comes to superstitions. Like, no, like there's certain hockey players that won't let trainers, like, touch their sticks, like, just tape their sticks up. Really? Um, one of my favorite ones was a player for the Boston Bruins when they won the cup in 2011 scooped up a piece of ice uh, from his arena brought it with him on the flight and dumped it out on the ice in Vancouver and he goes this is our ice now bitch and like it like for a few players in Vancouver apparently that like fucked at them like no 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 like hated it Uh, Blues legend Chris Pronger NHL Hall of Famer Chris Pronger um, at the end of like, you know, when a hockey team wins a game, they get the game puck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pronger, when they lost, skated over it and stole the, the game puck and almost caused a brawl at the end of one of the Stanley Cup oh final games <laughs> when he was playing for the Ducks. And it was just fucking hilarious. And they're like, Pronger, they asked him on chicklets, like, why'd you do that? And he's like, honestly, cause I thought it was funny. <laughs> like, oh and God. it's, you're getting in their heads. It's a, hockey's a game. Hockey's just as much mental as it is physical. And it's like, we lost that game, and it's like, what can we do to win the next game? And now at the end of that game, you're already in their heads to be, like, for the next game, the minute that game ends. And it's just like, I get that. So like, is the ice thing banned now? I feel like there's got to be some no. rules against it. No. He just dumped out what looked like water, but it was the ice from the uh, other arena. And he was like, this is our ice now. I'm like, that's pretty fucking awesome. I'm pretty sure the player that did it was knocked out of the series two he took a bad hit he took a cheap shot and it knocked him out of the series so he did it and it was like fuck you motherfucker like uh, i get it mm-hmm. anyway um and a bunch of blues players have been returning to the ice uh, this past two weeks ryan o'reilly returned to the ice on monday this past week sweet to see uh what's so funny though what i really want to talk about was david perron signing two years ago uh we made the huge trade for uh ryan o'reilly right which what a trade that was it was i see if i can find that and pull that up again um but it was two years ago also that we re-signed we signed david perron from free agency again and man i was so pissed about that no not you and stoutsy oh we were we were um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find that picture but it showed like stats of like O'Reilly, I read into you today. I'm like, look at this. Like, O'Reilly's, like, tripled, like, the points. From the three people that yeah. we traded him for. Yeah. The three people combined don't even come close to how many points that Ryan O'Reilly has gotten in the last two years. I think it was... It was 32 points, mm-hmm. and Ryan O'Reilly has 149. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. He's, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, let's see. I think it's on my wall. The Stoutsy thing. So when David Perron, when we signed David Perron a few days ago, where's that? Or a few days ago, a few years, here it is. So two years ago, I posted completely dumbfounded. <laughs> two years ago, I posted completely dumbfounded by the Perron signing for a third time. Armstrong needs to be fired. We will never come close to winning a cup with him in office. Jim, do you think we're going to have a few hot takes and a hockey talk this week? We won the Stanley Cup that season. Uh, Perron had probably the best year of his career in the playoffs. Probably had the best. So I hated Perron. Perron was always good in the season for the Blues. But when it came to playoffs, he was a fucking dud. Like, never performed. Was never there. Right? Mm-hmm. 
of course, that year he finds, but now you come to find out and come to realize he never had a person that he had chemistry with until a person named Ryan O'Reilly. Him oh, and so Ryan O'Reilly, yeah, him and Ryan O'Reilly together had chemistry, and they were just feeding each other the puck. Perron ended up having seriously, he had the greatest playoffs I've ever seen him play last year when we won the Stanley Cup, and. You look back, he was actually in the Stanley Cup final the year prior with Vegas. He only had two goals in that playoff run, and he, they went to the Stanley Cup finals. He was on their, he was started off on their second line, and he moved down to the fourth line oh, by shit. the time the Stanley Cup finals happened because he was having such a bad like playoff run. And I just remember me and my uncle being like, this is Perron. This is what he does in the playoffs. So I think I'm a little warranted by my hot take two years ago. Like, I'm like, we've seen this movie. We've seen this happen. We've seen this happen countless of times. Like, why are we re-signing a guy that we've already had that we did not, we weren't successful with? I will gladly take the L on this one. We won this fucking Stanley Cup and he had the best year of his career. Hands down, the best year of his career. And he picked up right where he left off in this past season with, like, breaking the Blues record for most overtime goals in one season, breaking Brett Hall's record. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. it's And it's be- all because of Ryan O'Reilly. I don't care what anybody says. It's because of O'Reilly. They are best buds. They, like, found chemistry together. And sometimes in hockey, that's what you need. You need to have chemistry. Like, Alexander Ovechkin, he never won a Stanley Cup until he found chemistry with that top line. Then they, they got the chemistry, they win a Stanley Cup. Sidney Crosby has chemistry with Malkin and, like, all these other players for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Gretzky, uh, Gretzky had Messier. Uh, Brett Hall had Adam Oates. Like, you need line mates, need solid line mates in order to be... That are, like, your be, best friends. Yeah, in order to be a solid hockey player. Hockey's a team sport. You're not going to do everything by yourself. So... Two years later, looking back on this, I think it worked out. And I will gladly take the L. I'll take the loss on this. Yeah, you, you fucked up. It's all right. Hey, we were right up. Last year, We, uh, but this past season, we, me and Stoutsy, I think, predicted we had every team right for going into the playoffs that we did. We, That's pretty cool. We uh, checked up on it a few episodes ago. If you guys want to go check it out, we uh, looked at our predictions, and I think we only had two teams wrong. Like, out of the... Out of these 16 teams that make the playoffs, we had two teams wrong. That's pretty good. I think it's pretty damn good. It's pretty solid. Uh, yeah. It's pretty Maybe fucking I good. play some bets on Vegas. I mean, we know hockey. I will say, that's the one thing I will say. I know my hockey. Perron was the one thing I got wrong. Experts get shit wrong all the time. No expert picked the Blues to win last season. That's all I got to say, so <laughs> suck my dick. All right. Before we get in the fighter fest, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Mr. Kyle Foshay. What's up, everybody? Kyle Foshay here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts check out our social media feeds on facebook going off topic with kyle fauche on twitter going underscore off underscore topic and don't forget about anything where you can find everything for the pod including the written blog post that's right we're carrying over the going off topic blog to anything too so check it all out there and i'll catch you on the next topic
alright, alright. AEW Fighter Fest Night 1 was last night, and it was solid. It was very solid. Um, going up against NXT's Great American Bash, which I have not watched yet. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I'm kind of pissed off at the way WWE's handled their COVID shit lately, and no, what do I mean? What do you mean? And it's kind of angry at them for the way they've handled some wrestlers lately, and not. WWE. I don't know, man. It's like it's very. Every time I try to watch WWE lately, I just get immediately turned off, and I'm just like, I just can't bring myself to watch it. Even though I heard that Sasha Banks uh, Io Shirai match last night was fucking incredible, I like I want to watch that match, but at the same time, it's just like fuck. Like God damn it! Like I just don't care. Uh, Congrats NXT. They won in the ratings again by 50,000. They just barely beat AEW last night. They're going to kill AEW next week. Because they're... Well, because Moxley can't wrestle next week now. So the main event's now not happening. So NXT's clearly going to win. Plus, a developmental wrestler for NXT leaked out the ending to next week's show for NXT. Well, what is it? I don't. I'm not saying on here. I'm not because if people listen to this and they don't know what it is, I'm not going to spoil the show. But like, after seeing that, if you guys want to see what it is, just Google NXT leak. I mean, it'll come right up. But I'm not going to say what it is. However, I will say that you're going to get people to watch because I kind of want to watch it. Like, I kind of want to see it. It's that tw- twisty. It's good. No, it's just good. Okay. Um. So, and with NXT, what's really, this is what really sucks now for AEW. It's like with that leak that happened, if Moxley Cage was going to happen next week, I think AEW would have won now, like for sure. Because it's like, oh, you already know what happens. Like, right. I'll watch watch that later. Yeah. So, NXT, I think, completely caught a break. I'm not completely sold on the fact that fucking she, that Renee Young has um, COVID. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm not completely sold that she has it. I would not be shocked one bit if WWE said that she has it to keep John Moxley at home. But when they, I mean, they'd have to. She'd have to get tested. Did she see the results? Does WWE keep those you, results? No, you. That's like HIPAA violation. Like HIPAA via, HIPAA laws basically protect your your private health information. And if your test came back negative or positive, like, yeah, you're, I guess your employer could, these are unprecedented times. So I'm not exactly sure how that law would work, but yeah, no, they can't like keep your test results from you. Right. Still, it's just like, I just, it's just something that this, I can't. It's fishy. Yeah. With how fucked up WWE and their business moves have been lately. Or maybe, was she, maybe she wasn't diagnosed with covid but maybe she was exposed to someone who was no she had she was diagnosed with it oh no then she had it but did they maybe purposely expose her to someone who had it i don't know so it's just that's real just wwe's uh negligence on this whole situation fucked up like their rival show which wwe fans laugh at and it's just like i think it's kind of fucked up to laugh at Mm -hmm. like you don't like like it's not like a laughing. It's not like a funny situation. Like no, people are dying from COVID. Yeah, like it's, that's one. It's just not a funny thing to make like 
Like, I'm glad they got it kind of jokes. Right. And it's just like, oh, the AEW show's now fucked up. I win for NXT. It's like, oh, cool. Like, God, could you imagine if AEW ends up winning next week now in the ratings? Like, how funny that would be? Like, here's the thing. I necessarily don't care about the ratings. I know we're talking about it now. I necessarily don't give a flying fuck That's not about the ratings. That's not going to dictate what show you watch because right. of what the ratings are. It's like Wednesday nights. I hate social media on Wednesday nights. And Thursdays and Thursday Wednesdays and Thursdays have become the absolute fucking miserable to be on Twitter. Just because you got all these fans just arguing back and forth on the AEW side and WWE side. It's like, people, who gives a fuck? If you want to watch WWE, Go watch WWE. If you want to watch AEW, go watch AEW. And guess what, motherfuckers? If you want to watch both, you can watch both. Like, I just hate people. I hate people. I know. really do. And I hate trolls. And I hate Vince McMahon. I wow. Do. I do. I, th- I hate old Vince McMahon. I like younger Vince McMahon that took, like, risks and, like, mm-hmm. was actually, like, fun. Older boomer Vince McMahon has become a fucking nightmare. Oh, he's definitely become a boomer. It's weird. Yeah. It's like he took risks like back in the day. Now he's like, doesn't do that at all. But anyway, enough about fucking douchebag WWE. Um, AEW Firefest night one, I thought was solid. I thought it was very solid. Um, the beginning match, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. It seems like they're teasing uh, Wardlow versus MJF. Yeah. You said you think he's going to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, that like match that, was awesome. I like that match the best out of all of them because it was so fast. I think that match was probably my favorite match of the so night. So quick, quickly paced. Mm-hmm. That match and then um, fucking Wardlow is going to be a major fucking player for AEW. Like, he is awesome. Like, I didn't know he could, like, do flips and stuff until he's last big, night. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's huge. But him and, like, Luchasaurus... Like they're they have chemistry together and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like I could watch those two wrestle all the time. Well, because they're both big guys, but they're but they're strong, and mm-hmm. so they can really lift each other up and do like really cool shit right. like that. Wardlow, he debuted in two thousand four. See, I thought he was like kind of new to wrestling. He's really not. So he's thirty two years old. Um, I think he's gonna be a huge, huge star for AEW. Like once you. Once we find out like what his gimmick really is, because right now he's just MJF's bodyguard. He doesn't really have a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But he's a fantastic wrestler. I think once you get like a gimmick under him, I think he's gold. I think he's money. MJF, on the other hand, is fucking money now. Right. Like I would not be surprised if for All Out, MJF is the one challenging for the AEW world title. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think you push him. I think you push MJF. Let him get let him get his name out there. Mm-hmm. COVID, established. Fortunately, real. COVID totally slowed down his push. I mean, fuck, he beat Cody and he was on top of the world. Yeah, that's true. You haven't really heard too much from MJF. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't really heard a lot from like Hangman, the Bucks. Like, mm-hmm. COVID fucked up AEW's like plans. Oh yeah, it fucked up the momentum, fucked up their plans. But they've been. I feel like they've been surviving pretty. They've been like rebooting well. everything again. That's yeah. like finally the wheels finally starting to turn like a little bit here. Like, so you know how this week is live and next week isn't. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why Moxley isn't wrestling next week. Cause they thought he'd be ready. People were like, "Oh, he's gonna be ready to go for night two. 
And then you find out that night two is actually being recorded tonight. So mm-hmm. it's like, no, he's not going to be ready to go. So we're going to push back two weeks to uh, now we're getting another free pay-per-view fight for the fallen. So which Tony Khan's donating $1 million to COVID relief. He's a good guy. Co- I like, yeah. I like me some Tony Khan. Yeah. But I think with the, with them taping tonight and everything, I think AEW is using that. I hope that they use it the same way they use the stadium stampede kind of thing and use it to where they can edit in some little things that they wouldn't necessarily yeah, be able to do. I don't do. think they have to for any matches, really, next week. I know, See, but I, what, I think that'd be really cool. I like it when they do that. Yeah, they need a match that's like a street fight. That's yeah. where that's where you can do it. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any street fights on the card oh. for next week. Not positive. Maybe if they do it for Orange Cassidy Jericho, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Luchasaurus... Jungle Express versus MJF Wardlow. Luchasaurus picking up the win. I did not. I actually did not see that coming. I thought MJF was totally going to win the match. Um, MJF still hasn't been pinned or submitted in AEW. Wardlow took the pinfall. Oh, okay, I was like, who? How that happened? But okay. I remember now. Good match. Uh, this was the surprise match of the night, in my opinion. The AEW Women's Title match was fucking awesome. Penelope Ford is fucking awesome. Hikaru, Hikaru Shida is fucking awesome. Those two women are awesome. Like, that was something the women's division in AEW needed. Like, bad. Because their women's division is, is still It's still fresh, it. yeah. yeah. It's still, they're still figuring out everything. Mm-hmm. And Shida is, Shida is, I think, my favorite women's wrestler right now. I love Shida in all of wrestling. WWE it's no, there's no surprise. There's no like hiding that WWE has the best women's wrestlers in the world. Right. Like, there's no hiding that. Well, the push with Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Sasha and all the women there, Bailey. like, huh? And Bailey. Yes. Um, if it wasn't for them, there would be no women's division right. over there. That the way that it is now. Right. Um, and but not according AEW not just, according to the Bella Twins. They were yeah. They were really a part of yeah. that. But I think. The way AEW is now, they're open to that, and they just have to find the chemistry. Right. And Penelope Ford, holy shit. Like, I told you the other day, I'm like, give her, like, a year or two. She's going to be fucking awesome. Right. And that match, she showed how much potential, like, she really has. Like, that match was fucking incredible. Well, because she can really flip around. Mm -hmm. But she's just good. She's a great seller, too. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited for her future. Uh, Hikaru Shida. If I could get like a Sheeta Asuka match, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be your dream match mm-hmm. of the women's. Mm-hmm. Even like Sheeta fucking Sasha would be dope. I don't think I've Yo. seen Sasha wrestle in months, probably. Yeah, apparently, her match last night was great, so we gotta check that out. Uh, next up, Cody versus Jake Hager for the TNT Championship. This is easily Jake Hager's best match I've ever seen him work. I actually think Jake Hager's kind of boring. I've always thought he was kind of boring. Um, but at the same time, this was also a case of WWE not really using him right because he's a fucking massive person. Right. Um, last night, that match was fun. A lot of people thought like the finish was kind of screwy and fucked up. And, like, they were like, oh, my God, that finish was just a fucking mess of a finish. Like, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was, like, very well done. But I don't remember how the finish was. Cody was getting like choked out and Cody just like fell on top of Hager, like getting choked out and the ref counted one, two, three. Oh yeah. So I thought that match was great. And shout out to Cody's great American bash style t-shirt. Yeah. You really like that. That popped me. And that shirt's cool as shit. 
So it's totally the WCW, the old school WCW like version of the Great American Bash, which his dad came up with. That was his dad's idea. So I think it's kind of fucked up that WWE's using that also. But again, nothing surprises me with WWE, and that's why I'm like kind of like don't like them right now. Like, yep. I think they're I mean, kind of taking get rich being nice to people. So right, like just kind of taking some cheap shots and some low blows. That so like, and then you wonder why AEW responds with. Like, cheap shots and low blows. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that match was great. Cody retains. Um, Jake Hager punched the referee. The last time uh, somebody beat up a referee was Nyla Rose. And she got suspended for like two months for doing that. Kayfabe. Two months. So we'll see if Hager... I, this makes me wonder if Jake Hager has a MMA fight coming up that he has to train for. Oh, that he's like... So they're writing him off for a mm-hmm. little bit. I'm wondering if that's what it is. We'll find out. Uh, next up. Private Party versus uh, Santana and Ortiz. Uh, proud, I like those four together. Proud and powerful. Yeah, they have. They're fucking. They they have chemistry. They're good. I didn't know they trained at the same wrestling school. Oh, I didn't know that either. They, they said it last night. Cause Jericho oh. was making fun of Excalibur, who was like, "Yeah, uh, when pri- they were at the same wrestling school, Private Party were rookies, and you know, uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz were the." Uh, you know, they were like the seniors there. And Jericho's like, they're fucking, they're veterans, you idiot. Veterans. They're veterans <laughs> of the ring. And, uh, yeah, that match was just good. Private Party picking up the win, which ended up being a number one. So now instead of seeing Moxley and Cage next week, we're getting uh, another AEW World Tag Team title match. This ended up being a number one contenders match for next week. Private Party won. So we Private Party will now go on to face the winner of Kenny Omega. And Adam Hangman Page versus Best Friends, uh, which I like to call Hangman and um, Kenny Omega, Milk and Whiskey. Should be their I tag made, team name. I fucking made that up. Shut up. But how about uh, Best Friends coming in, being driven by uh, Trent's mom, oh, that was great. Sue? Thanks, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> have fun, honey. Can I have a kiss? <laughs> it's good. a good match. Yeah, Best Friends are awesome. I love them. I, they're so unique, mm-hmm. and they're they're gimmicks or jokes or mm-hmm. whatever they're going along with you can tell are totally authentically made up by them oh yeah for sure like i, I get a lot i like their humor yeah i do too orange cassie fits in perfectly with them mm-hmm. um match was great uh kenny and hangman picking up the win uh so they'll face private party next week uh but the ending i was of, gonna say you want to talk about what what popped in so the ending the uh, ftr came out we're drinking beers and they gave kenny and hangman a beer after the match kenny pours out the beer he took a little sip first he took a little sippy sip who knows if he actually did but he took like a little sip dumped it out and dax was just staring at him like what the fuck man and i love the young bucks come running out, but what's so fucking great is that Hangman gets mad at Kenny for dumping out the beer. <laughs> like that's like the whole like joke of it. It's like Hangman gets mad. He's like, "Why did you pour out the beer? It's fucked up, dude. Don't pour out the beer." <laughs> As that's going on, they're obviously setting up Hangman with FTR versus the Elite. It's gonna be the Christian AF versus the mm-hmm. the beer drinkers. Yeah, and I'm for it. I think this is where I think next week I think next week now you might see your turn finally happen. You think it'll happen? Oh, I guess cuz it'll be pay-per-view. Mhm. Be a good time to do it. And I think AEW is going to have to pull out some shit next week to like well Compete. pull out some shit tonight to like 
get the viewer over. Like they're gonna have to pull out some prize, some surprises, or like some big shit to get people talking. Like they're gonna have to leak something. To not leak anything. Not leak, but like maybe... they're just gonna have to put on just a fucking good wrestling show. If you put on a good wrestling, if it, that show's good enough, people are gonna talk about it on Twitter, and people will just tune out and they'll switch the channel. That's the thing. That's that's the magic of social media. That's fun and good about social media. It's the after the show ends. That's a fucking nightmare of social media. That's like, oh my god. Like, guys, it's fucking... It's like people... It's like these Star Wars fans that take Star Wars too seriously. It's like, guys, shut the like fuck you up. you realize this is entertainment, right? right? They, like, guys, this is why wrestlers hate their own fans. Like, this is... Honestly, this is why wrestlers, like, legitimately hate their fans. That's, a, like a, that's kind of like a sad thing, too. It's like... You would hope, like, they would, like, of course, wrestlers are going to be nice to you, but you know the minute they get behind the curtain, they're like, what the fuck? You know there's, like... Oh, I'm sure. Like, wake, like, if you don't think that, wake the fuck up, people. Like, Jericho's punched, like, several of his fans. Like, come on. Has he really? Yeah, well, there was one, there's one that was on videotape of them, like, blocking in his car, because he was uh... the bad guy, and Jericho was yelling at the screen, he's like, do your fucking job, do your fucking job. And he came up and like shoved like a bunch of people over, and I think he punched a girl on accident in doing it. And he's like, "Do your fucking!" He grabs security, throws security up against his car. He's like, "Do your fucking job!" Oh my god! And it's like for a small Jericho isn't the biggest person by any means, no. but I've seen him handle his own several times. Like it's that hockey hockey mentality. It really is. Got it, it from really his is. daddy. Yep, it really is. So yeah, Firefest Night One. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, night two next week, we got Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page versus Private Party for the AEW Tag Team Titles. We have Colt Cabana and the Dark Order versus SCU in a six-man tag match. Nyla Rose versus a uh, mystery opponent, which would and she has a special announcement apparently too. So we'll see what that is. Uh, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. We have. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. I'm assuming that's going to be the main event. Probably. I'm assuming that's going to be the main Jericho event. Jericho can at least pull it out of his ass right. to make it main event worthy. And the match that I think should be the main event, we got FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. Oh, I'm kind of surprised that that isn't the main event. Well, it doesn't say, but I'm, I'm assuming that's oh. probably going to... I think that should be the main event. It probably will be the main event unless they have something like huge lined up for Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Mm, I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Fire Fest night two, um, NXT Great American Bash night two next week. Double title on the line, North American title and the NXT Championship on the line. If you want to find out what happens, just go on Twitter. Um. Yeah, people are pissed. I'm like I'm so happy, so happy I wasn't looking for. It. I'm like I'm so happy I didn't care about NXT. Like, yeah, I would hate it for it to get ruined. I was kind of like, are you fucking serious? They one of the developmental talent just put it on his like Instagram story. Fire! I would fire them. <laughs> like so would I? What the fuck are you doing? Unless it's on purpose, right? Unless WWE did it on purpose to be like, look what happens. Come see it. Come watch it next week. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, that about wraps it up here on Offended. Uh, you got our one, two, three finish and get the fuck on out. Uh, one, two, three finish. Let's see. Uh, number one, I'm excited to maybe see some fireworks this weekend. We're going to a family farm and they usually light off some good fireworks. So 
happy 4th of July. I'm not really excited to celebrate America this year, but yay for happy fireworks. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Um, two, I am excited that hockey is coming back because I feel like it'll feel a little bit more normal. It'll feel, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the organization. I'm happy for you because I know how excited you'll be about that. And three, uh, black lives still matter. Yep. Yep. Uh, number one, shout out to, I want to give a shout out, shout out to you too. You too. You too. X radio. Go check it out. It's fucking incredible. Uh, number two, that should have been number two. Uh, <laughs> number two, uh, shout out to just shout out to AEW and NXT. Just solid week of wrestling and solid two weeks of wrestling. Yep. We're getting pay-per-view. We're getting pay-per-views on each show. So just shout out to wrestling in general. Like, even if I don't watch, here's the thing. Even if I don't watch WWE, I can still give NXT credit because NXT is at least a fucking wrestling show. Right. Unlike Raw and SmackDown. It's at least putting out good content for you to watch. Right. And number three, shout out to, you know what? Shout out to Jackass. We've been binge watching all the Jackass stuff lately. I cannot wait for Jackass 4 to come out. And once we get closer to Jackass for the release, which I think is coming out next year, July, got pushed back to next year, July, uh, we will do an episode of like the top 20 like Jackass skits. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing that. Maybe we'll do it sooner. Maybe if there's nothing to do, we'll do that sooner. Because you all should just rewatch some Jackass because it's just it never gets old. It never gets old. It really doesn't. I watched the third one three times now because you you wanted to watch it. And I was just like, oh, my God, Wayne. Jesus, dude. He just keeps trying to get over I, by the cords. I know. Um, but yeah, Jackass, and they were they got a week in the shooting Jackass four, and they had to stop production due to COVID. So, and on Steve's podcast last week, they said that they are. Uh, it seems like mid to late August is when they will start up production again on Jackass four. And one of the guys on the show is like, "And then you'll get shut down again because the coronavirus is coming back." And she was like, yeah, dude, we're going to film this movie one week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> tell, him, tell him what you told me about, like, the mentality of shooting. and. Oh, yeah. Steve was also was like. Was it Steve or Johnny Knoxville? It was Steve. Steve was like, man, it sucks because, like, you re- hype your you hype your mind up and you hype your body up that you're going to get the shit beat out of you, really, for, like, a month or two. It's because you're going to film the new Jackass. And then, so, like, you're you're ready to go, you're ready to go, and then it gets shut down a weekend, you're like, no, dude. I did all that work, I did, yeah, prep work. he's like, now I have to do it again? Like, this <laughs> sucks. I think one of my favorites is Babe. in the uh, Jackass 3, uh, when it's, like, the T-ball one, and Steve-o? it's like, he's like, hi, my name's Steve-o. Why do I have to be Steve-o? Because <laughs> yeah. he knows it's about Why to hurt so bad. Why am I going to so be Steve-o? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I'd, I'd never actually watched the third one, and that was... I'd seen skits from it, mm-hmm. but overall... I get sad great. at the end of the third one. It's because, like, it was totally meant to be the end. Right. It was totally meant to be the end. And, like, if you watch the credits, it's like they show them all as kids, and it's like, oh, this is it. And I remember just being in theaters just so sad and so depressed. I'm like... Because Jackass is one of my all-time favorite things. Jackass is up there with hockey and wrestling. Like, it really is. Like, if I could do a top three, it's probably, like, hockey and wrestling are tied at number one. Jackass is that close second. So you just like watching men fight each other and get hurt, basically. Jackass is hilarious. Well, I know, but... It's I'm just saying, my sense of humor is jackass. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what you find funny is... Right. Well... Adults. 
Saturday, I remember beating each other up when I was a, <laughs> when I was a little kid. Saturday nights would always be wrestling was on for like an hour. Turn it on, so maybe there's a hockey game. Then you just flip on MTV two at like ten o'clock at night. You catch some music videos because that was when they still showed music videos. And then Jackass like would just play like for four hours straight yeah, after it, that. It would play for a long time. Yeah, after and that. that was my favorite. Saturday nights were my favorite. I'd play with my little action figures. I was like nine years old, ten years old. Like it's the best. So yeah, Jackass is up there for me. I wish I still had my my Converse. I destroyed those Converse finally, like a few years ago. They probably just, that's probably the life they wanted to live. I know. Like <laughs> I wore I I wore those things until like you couldn't wear those things anymore. Um, yeah, but I wish I still had a pair of those. This is my favorite converse ever but anyway that about does it here on offended you can go check us out on facebook twitter instagram and youtube at offended pod make sure you go follow me on twitter and instagram at trick 1042 you can follow kdk naked lady on twitter at naked lady with two y's uh make sure you go check out our playlist exclusively on spotify at offended presents songs of the week which is updated baby uh and whatever you're listening to this on oh go check out the anything but credible network at anything but You'll get all of our information, uh, all anything McCredible's information, going off topics information. You'll get it all. Go check it out. Anythingbecredible.com, podcast mo, go check it out. Uh, and wherever you're following us on, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us just by searching Offended. Give us a follow, subscribe, five star rating, do all that good stuff. All right. About does it. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, for KDK Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. And happy 4th of July, happy Canada Day, and to play you out in its entirety live from the Slang Castle, you two, Bullet the Blue Sky. We will see you next week. Bye, bitches.
Outside! 